Hey, uh, welcome everybody. Thank you for being here. It's great to be here in church, isn't it? I want to welcome everybody who's watching us online. Thank you so much for joining us online. Obviously, we as a church, everybody that gives here and serves here, volunteers, all that, would love to see you in person. But if that's the only way you can join us, we really appreciate you joining us uh, that way as well. But thank you so much for being here. We are finishing this series that we've been on. It's just a short one, three-week series, but it's, uh, it's called Conversations with Jesus. And this concept of conversations with Jesus just touches my heart. I just, I just love it. Uh, it was Shaheen's idea to do this, this series, and, and I just thought, oh, that just sounds so great. The first week, we started off with, uh, with a song that it's a, a country song. I, I let that go. Country song that uh, is have a beer with Jesus. And I know some of your theology of beer with Jesus is, uh, but you'll, you'll grow up. But anyway, oh, I can't believe I said that. Uh, anyway, here's the point. It's, it's not about a, a beer. The, the song just touches my heart because it's about this. It's about in, in your own environment in where you're comfortable in life, can you imagine having a coffee with Jesus? Or, or, or a beer, or a meal, or whatever that you know can you imagine just having this conversation with Jesus this one to one with Jesus and that's what that song's about and I tell you it just draws me into like my mind just goes wow having a one to one conversation with Jesus and I don't know what you would ask and we've kind of you know through this kind of saying what would you ask what would you what would you want to talk about with Jesus and I think I I mean I've thought a lot about this and I know exactly what what I want, and I, I just want to listen. I, I do. I, I don't think I have any questions besides. I, I want to I look him in the eyes, and, and I want to listen to him talk, because I think just being with him, his heart and his character and how he could say, forgive them, Father, how, how he could be moved by such compassion, I just think would be amazing, amazing. So I don't know what you would talk about or want a conversation with Jesus to be about, but today I want to kind of finish this with, with a kind of a different thought than what you wanting to have a conversation with Jesus, uh, you know, where, where you are with that, because here's really what it's about, and this is really the truth of it, and that is that Jesus, he wants to sit down with you. Jesus wants to have a conversation with you more than you want to have a conversation with Jesus. And if you could just picture this for a minute, I think if we could physically uh, see Jesus I think we would see him coming to the very famous, the, our favorite place. I think we, we could see Jesus coming to wherever we hang out to have a, a coffee, a, a beer, a shot, whatever it is, uh, a meal with you. I think Jesus is like, Jesus is leaning forward and valuing a conversation with us way more than we value a conversation with him. He really, really wants to. As a matter of fact, we know from the eyewitnesses that watched Jesus live when he was on this earth that he did that. We know that he wanted to have a conversation with, with everybody. And Jesus didn't expect people, hey, you come to me and meet me where I am. I'm going to be in the synagogue at three o'clock. You come and meet me there. That is not the attitude of Jesus. Jesus' attitude, and we see what he did when he was on this earth, that he went to meet people wherever they were. He went to their parties, he went to their weddings, he went to their homes. He met them on the streets, he met them in the, in the vineyards. In the, he, he, he went to wherever people were comfortable. He said, I'll go to where you are 
because I just want to have a conversation with you. I want to sit down with you and have a conversation. And we know that historically Jesus ate or drank whatever was put before him. He didn't judge the atmosphere of the environment. That had nothing to do with it. He, he valued the connection and the relationship. But here's the issue with this for all of us. If we're really honest with ourselves, which is how we should live, honest with ourselves. If we're honest with ourselves, maybe you're not there now, but we all have been there, and maybe you are still in this place where Jesus really wants to sit down with you, but you don't really want to sit down with him. Oh, Jesus, you're cool. I believe in you, but I'm just, I'm busy right now. You know what I'm doing? I'm doing my thing. And, and we just walk back and forth. Jesus is sitting there saying, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be right back. And, and, and you know what else? Uh, we don't want to make eye contact. You know, it's like, like I remember in grade school, teacher has a question, you know, and you're going to, like, who knows? Don't make eye contact. Because as soon as you make eye contact, you're sucked in. You know what it's like. You still do it when somebody's, hey, we need a volunteer a volunteer for this. You know. Don't make eye contact. And I think a lot of times in our life, our daily life, we don't want to make eye contact. We know Jesus wants to sit with us. We all know that, that, that God wants to be involved in our life, but we just kind of avoid it. You know, like, oh, no, no, I'm not against God. And like, yeah, but, but I really don't want to sit down and be, have a vulnerable, open conversation eye to eye with Jesus. And it really comes down to this. For most, I think all of us, fear. We're afraid. We're afraid that Jesus is going to discover how our, our failures, our, our sin. See, we don't want to, we, we want to avoid Jesus. I mean, we don't want to get that personal. We don't want to look him in the eye and have this one-to-one conversation because we have fear that, because we kind of know, I don't know where we got it from, but we all kind of have this morality that we kind of know, yeah, if I really just let him talk to me, he's going to tell me to live different. He's going to tell me, I, 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 you shouldn't be doing that. He's going to tell me to change how I live, to change what I'm doing. He's going to know how, he's going to call me out on how selfish I am. But if I don't look him in the eye, if I just, yeah, I believe in you and it's cool, but I don't get it, then, then we can justify our selfishness, you know, our anger, our, our greed, whatever it is. But if I just sit down and allow Jesus to, if I look eye to eye, I don't want to because I know what he's going to do. At least we think we do. We think we know what he's going to do. He's going to expose us for all of the things that he don't like. That's what we think. Oh, I can't. I got to avoid him. Or, or it's this. And I think many of us are here. Let's, let's be honest. I believe in Jesus and all that, and that's cool, but I don't want a one-to-one -one conversation where I look him right in the eyes because you know what he's going to do? He's going to ask me to be a missionary to Cambodia. That's, I know it. I know this Jesus. If I really get personal, you know what he's going to do? He's going to want me to give everything away. That's, you know, I'll tell you, I'm not going to get too personal because I'm afraid if I get too personal, you're going to ask me to give all of I have. You're going to ask me to be a missionary. You're going to ask me to volunteer at that Access Church place. And you know what? I'm not ready for that. I'm not sure I want to. And so, so we avoid this personal one-to-one -one conversation with Jesus. But the whole time, he wants to sit down with us, right? He does, and we just keep walking by. 
But he, he's patient. He just wants to sit down with us. Today we're going to look at an account. We're going to read an account of Jesus having a sit-down conversation with somebody that I think mirrors our lives so accurately. Matter of fact, it's probably why it was written down. Because you and I can put ourselves in the place of this woman. And it's, it's the story of Jesus meeting this woman at a well. And Jesus is on a journey. He, he's walking. It's, it's noon. They've been probably, he's been probably walking with him and his buddies. They've been, they've been walking. There were no cars back then. They walked everywhere. And uh, it was about noon, and Jesus was tired. He didn't exercise enough. Well, he probably didn't eat good. But anyway, his, his buddies go into this little village called Sakar, and they, they went in there, and Jesus just says, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm going to stay here and wait for you guys. I'm bushed. I'm going to sit by this well. That well is still there today, by the way, still to this day. And he sits at this well, probably 103 degrees out, and walking, just resting. And this woman comes to this well. She is not looking for a conversation. She is not interested in having a one-to-one with Jesus. As a matter of fact, there's many reasons why she came at noon to this place. She didn't want to see or talk to anybody. She was filled with shame and guilt, and her lifestyle wasn't the best, so she pretty much lived by herself. And I think like much of us, we, we live with those things, and we, we are posers sometimes. We, we act a certain way when we have to, and we're around people. You know, we put on a, a, a smile, or we act a certain way, but deep down inside, there's that guilt, and there's that pain that we live with. We don't let everybody know. But that's probably where this woman was at. And we're going we're gonna to just follow through that story. We're not going to read the whole thing, but we'll follow through that story. And it starts with this. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? Jesus started the conversation. They would have never talked if Jesus hadn't started the conversation. And I don't know if Jesus wanted a drink or not. Probably not. I mean, they're used to walking from town to town and they carried their own water. It was just his way of opening up a conversation. And basically he said this, good afternoon. I'm sure she did not make eye contact. She probably looked at the ground and felt shame. And he... uh, the Bible doesn't say how many times he asked. I assume he asked more than once. I assume there was a little bit of a conversation there. Hey, I would like to, you know, just opening up this conversation. Hey, will you give me a drink was a way of saying, hey, look at me. I, let's, let's, let's talk. And she said this. The woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? She said, hey, listen, there's, there, there's a lot between us here. You know, there's a, there's a social distance. There's a gender gap. There, there's this, um, you know, we're from, we're from different uh, tribes. We're, di- we're different cultures. We're different, and, and there's this thing between. And she wasn't just saying, she was, she was honestly just saying this. Why would you want to talk to me? Why would you ask me for a drink? Don't you know who I am? Don't, don't you know that I am 
dirty. I am unclean. I am a half-breed. I am poor. I'm a sinner. I, I don't follow any kind of religious rules or, or things right. Don't, like, don't you know who I am? And through the rest of the story, we find out that Jesus did know. He says, and from Jesus' perspective, yeah, I, I know all about you. He even told her, I, I know your lifestyle. He said, you've been married this many times. You're not living with this person. He, he knew all about her. And so from her perspective, like, how can you talk to me? She's probably still not looking him in the eye. She feels dirty. She feels guilty. She feels unclean. She feels embarrassed. She feels less than other people. How can you be talking to me? And Jesus, Jesus leaning into the conversation, I know all about you. I know that. That doesn't bother me. That's, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to be like everybody else and say, you're bad, you're wrong, you're not good. You're just, like, I, don't, I, I think she's feeling like, why do you want to talk to me just to tell me like everybody else says that you don't measure up, that you should change this, that you're not good enough, you're not religious enough, you're bad, you're shameful. Why do you want to talk to me? I already know all of this stuff. But Jesus says, I, I know everything about you. I know your fears. I know your guilt. And Jesus, same way with us. Jesus knows. He, he knows where you've been hurt and betrayed. He knows the evil thoughts you've had that you want somebody to just hurt and suffer. You want somebody paid back. He knows that you act a certain way, but deep down inside you just want a little more. He knows every one of us and where we've been and how we've hurt other people and how we've been hurt and how we protect ourselves and all of these games we play. He looks at every single one of us and even sometimes we even fool ourselves with how we act and present ourselves. He knows deeper than all that. He knows everything about us. And he says, I don't care. I just want to talk to you. Because it's not about fixing your behavior. It's not about, yeah, you need to change this. You need to be a missionary. We fear having this one-to-one -one with Jesus. We fear opening up. We, we fear being vulnerable to God because we just feel like he's going to tell us everything that we're not doing right. And listen, through this story, we can learn something today that will change our lives. That is not why Jesus wants to visit with us and sit down. That's not why. We go on and we find out why. Jesus said to her, I'm skipping through the story. You can read it for yourself in John chapter 4. He says, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus is, is wanting to embrace this woman in a conversation that is deep, that is, that is looking right in her eyes and say, and here's what he's saying, I know all about you, I know your behaviors, I know your past, I know your hurts, I know your sins, but that's not what I'm here for. I want to give you living water. He would have used a different analogy, but they were drawing water, they're at a well. His point was this. I want to satisfy you. I want to 
fulfill you. All of these things that, that compel you to lie or to cheat or to be a poser or to act a certain way or to be successful. He says, I see through all of that. All of our behaviors, all of that stuff is because you're looking for something. It's because you want to be healed. It's because you want to let it go. It's because you, you want to feel good about yourself. It's because these things that drive us in life, and it's still the same today, these things that drive us in life is your, own, your guilt. And he said, I want to take your guilt. All that shame that you feel, I want to take your shame away. I, I want to bring you healing in your heart from all those disappointments. I want to bring you fullness. Here's what he's, he's saying. Listen, if you will just allow me, I will satisfy every desire that you have. And we all have the same desires. And those desires are to have peace. Not to earn it, not to make it, but to have it. I know you want to have peace. I know you want to be valued. Hey, let me come into your life and I will value you so much it's not going to, you're not going to care what other people think anymore because you will experience full, complete value. You are going to experience contentment. I don't need one more. I don't need to compete with my brother. I don't need to measure up to this person. I don't, I don't need to make this. I don't need to be somebody. He's saying, hey, what I offer you, I offer you fulfillment and contentment in your life. I'm not here to talk about the things. Most of us, God knows, most of us, the sinful things we do is because we're so incomplete. Most of them. The reason that we're, we're bitter is because people hurt us. The reason we're selfish is because we don't have security. The reason we try to walk over people and try to be above somebody else, the reason we have pride, why? is because we're broken. If He says, hey, listen, that other stuff will take care of itself. Let me just fill you. That's what I'm here for, to fill you. I wonder how many times we walk by, we avoid, we don't want to make eye contact, we don't want to engage in, what, in God being in our life because of fear of what we think he's going to do, but really, listen, I would hope and pray every human being would understand this. Jesus doesn't want to sit down with you for any other reason but to fulfill you. That's it. Let's let him sit down with us, take all the crap, reveal all the... Did I just say crap? I wasn't thinking. All the stuff in our life. He wants to fulfill us. But there was one more problem here. This woman's listening to him and she's starting to allow this conversation and then she has one more rebuttal. One more... Oh, wait. Wait. Oh, man, this sounds good and I, I, I'm almost leaning into this. I almost want you to really come in. But, 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 but you don't understand... I'm not religious. I'm not religious. I'm not the right religion. I wasn't baptized when I was a kid. I didn't go to confirmation. And what was, you know, these, these church things I, I never went to. I, I'm, not, I'm just not religious. The conversation goes like this. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Well, duh. But anyway, uh, our, an our ancestors... Now, she's not a pure Jew, okay? She's kind of a half-breed. It goes back to history. And their religion wasn't even the same as the Jews, okay? It had a little Jewish mixed in with some other stuff. But she says, our, our ancestors worship on this mountain. 
but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. She's, she's saying, hey, listen, man, I would love to have your water and I'd love to be fulfilled, but I, I'm not Jewish. I, I, don't, I don't do the right practices, okay? I don't follow these rituals. I was brought up different, uh, and I'm not religious enough for you. This, to me, is the most freeing thing in our culture, and I wish we would all really understand what this means. Jesus said to her, Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is Spirit, and His worshipers must worship in the spirit, and in truth. Jesus says to her, it doesn't matter where you worship. It doesn't matter what religious practice you have. Jesus, we sang a song about just the freedom that we have in Jesus. The greatest freedom we have in Jesus is the freedom from religion. We are not held by religion. We are free from religious practices and duties and do this and this is holy and that's not and be here and go there. It's not. As a matter of fact, what Jesus was trying to relay to her in the most incredible, passionate way that I love you, I want to fill you, and listen, it's not about religious behavior. It's about a relationship. Our Father don't care if you go to this mountain, if you go to that temple, if you go to that church, if you go... Our Father doesn't care. You know what our Father cares about? That we have relationship with Him. That our spirit connects with Him. And, and, I, and I know that for some of us this is a challenge, but you know this is not the house of God. This is not where you meet with God. This place isn't sacred. Uh, there, this isn't the Holy of Holies. There, when Jesus said the time is coming. When Jesus Christ came... He opened up the presence of God to you and I, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, that there is nothing between us, that there is a relationship with God. And he's telling this woman, it's not about where you worship or how you worship or what kind of things you go through or how you stand, how you kneel, how you hold your hands. He said, it's not about that. It's about, it's about a relationship with our Father. That's what it's about. And he broke all of these have to do things. And he said, it's just a relationship. Our Father just wants to have a relationship with you. Talk to him. And uh, we can do that anywhere. However, well, let me, let me we, that is free. We, we can talk to God anywhere. God's presence is with us no matter where we go. And I, I oftentimes use as an example, the bathroom. And I know for some people that's crude, but it's, it's just an extreme way to get across the point. God, and I mean this, God doesn't care if you're in the bathroom on the toilet. What He cares about, are you talking and communing with Him? I mean, think about it. You got time. You're not really doing anything else. He's certainly not offended by it. And I think in our head, we get this idea that, wow, I'm going to come to the house of God and meet where God, there's an anointing there that is B as in B and S as in S. God's presence is wherever you want him to be, and he's with you. 
there's an opening there for you to be with God and experience God. I'll tell you a quick story about my son, Eric. Eric is here. I don't mean to embarrass you, but uh, he, I, I'm, I'm amazed sometimes. Out of, out of all my four children, he is, oh, this is going to be terrible, huh? I didn't know you were going to be here. Okay, out of all my kids, he is involved in church the least. He goes to church the least. He's involved the least. And I was talking with him the other day. And I was amazed that, because here, this, this is the honest truth. Like, Eric, how can you be so godly? He's like spiritually minded all the time. And he, his heart is like connected with God. And he, but he goes to church the least. And, and you know, uh, he's, he's very busy. We're all busy, but he's a builder and he drives from house to house. He doesn't do much else, but he drives around. And, uh, and here's, a, here's a point. He's learned to experience God and talk to God and to receive from God in everyday life, which I hope we would all know that we can do and we need to do and we want to do. And it's, it's what life is all about is experiencing and communing with God. However, a couple weeks ago we were talking and he said, but you know what? It would be good if I did put in my schedule time to be where people are, are talking about God, where you know either a small group or church or, or night of worship and to be more engaged in that. And here's a point that, that I discover that he knows, and, and that is this. We don't have to come to church to experience God. God can grow us and minister to us, and we can have this relationship with God wherever we are. But we get to be with other Christians but we get to be in places where we're inspired and we get to go. So, so he made a decision, I mean, two weeks ago, and, and he's in church today. But to, uh, he said, he texted me and said, Dad, I am going to put in my schedule a time to be with other Christians and to be engaged in the things of God. So he's been coming to a Bible study once a week. He's coming to church. Way to go. The point is this for all of us. You don't have to come to church to experience God. Please don't think that God is here and not somewhere else. These walls don't separate the presence of God, okay? He is wherever. You don't have to go somewhere to worship him, just be with him. But at the same time, we get to be around other Christians, and we get to worship with music instead of just by ourselves. We get to, and there's such a great value in being together. But, but we don't have to. We get to. Huge difference. We experience God anywhere, anytime, anyhow. But we get to be together with other people. This conversation that Jesus had, that he wants to sit down with each one of us, with each one of us. Now I know we can't physically, but we certainly can get an idea from this story of what he's like and what he wants and how he would relate to us. He would say, I'm the one that wants a conversation. Would you please engage? I don't want to condemn you. It's not what I came for. John 3, 17, it's a verse we don't say very much, but he says, I did not come into the world to condemn the world. I came into the world to save it. If we have fear of God just pointing out, you know, our, that's not what he's about. He's about fulfilling us. And when he fulfills us, a lot of those behaviors go away because we don't need them anymore. He says, I want to meet with you to fill you, to satisfy you, 
to give you abundance and value so you don't have to thirst for things anymore. You're satisfied. And you don't have to be religious to do it. It's about a relationship. So the question ends with this. Will you have a conversation with Jesus? Will you stop avoiding him and stop saying, yeah, yeah, Jesus, that's good. I believe in you. Everything's cool, but I'm not going to make eye contact. I know you keep saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. But what if you and I decided, you know what? Maybe there's nothing to fear. Maybe he's not going to ask me to, be a, to go to Cambodia. Maybe he just wants to fill my life and add to my life. Set me free from all the religious behaviors and from comparing to other people. and Maybe he just wants to set us free. So my question is, are you willing to do it? Will you have a conversation with Jesus tonight, tomorrow, this week for sure? Set aside a time. How do I have a conversation with Jesus? Just really quick, this is, this is a great way. There's more than one way, but a great way is to, to sit down be in a quiet place and talk to him like he's sitting right there. Open yourself up. Be vulnerable. He already knows. He knows the pride and the hurt and the envy and the shame. Just spill it. Nobody else will hear you but him. Tell him why. You're so afraid. Why you feel so insecure. Why you always want a little more. Why you have to beat the next guy. Just open it all up. And then just listen. Hardest thing you've probably ever done, but just listen and allow this story to go through your mind. And just feel his love. Because Jesus wants to sit down with you Will you sit down with him and have a conversation this week? I guarantee you, you will be better for it. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for this story. Jesus, thank you for giving us an example of your character and what you really want and what you're about. Every one of us, we are our own worst enemy our own shame and our own guilt and our own insecurities and our own hurts cause us to do bad things and to cover it. Father, if you just set us free from that stuff, we will be free not to one-up people, not to hurt people, not to set us free. Father, I know it's scary for so many of us to just be that vulnerable. But Lord, I, I really believe we can trust you. May you convince every one of us now, between now and the time we sit down to have a conversation with you. I pray that you will convince us that we can trust you with every secret and hurt in our life. Thank you, Father, for wanting to sit down with us. In his name, amen.